0: Welcome to the Encourageous podcast. My name is Angel Clark, and I'll be your host. Everyone goes through difficult things in life, but it takes a special type of person to use their pain to help others. That's exactly the kind of people you're gonna hear from here on Encourageous. Each episode will tell the story of someone who not only survived their struggle, but is thriving. Join us for vulnerable, first-hand testimonies that will inspire you to press on. Get ready to be encouraged. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in today. Um, My guest is an awesome woman. Her name is Jamie Underwood. We actually met years ago at Arnold Palmer Hospital. Um, Her and I have both lost a child, so we kind of have some similar ground with that. And I just would love for her to be able to share her story with you guys about what she, she was able to bring some good out of it. So, Jamie, if you don't mind giving us just like three or four sentences about your life now and who you are. Perfect.
1: Um, so thank you for asking me to do this. I appreciate oh, it. Of course. Um, I have two girls now. We have um, my oldest daughter is 17, Peyton. And my younger child is Paige, and she is now 12. Oh, okay. Um, both are doing great, loving life, active, um, involved in everything. Um, my husband and I purchased a business um, probably about seven, six, seven years ago, and then recently purchased another one, and we're able to incorporate the two together this summer. Okay. Um, and we are, um, yeah, so
0: we're business owners and parents and involved in our community. That's awesome. Okay, so that's, that's a little bit about your life now. But um, as I mentioned briefly just a moment ago, um, we have both been through what I, to, in my opinion, losing a child is the worst thing that could happen to a human, well, a parent on this earth. Okay. Um, so if you can kind of go back to, your son was Parker, mm-hmm. if you can kind of start off at the point of when he was diagnosed or how you found out and just kind of walk us through the phase That phase of your life. Okay. Um, So I
1: was actually a little previous backstory. Mm -hmm. Um, I was born and raised in Fort Myers. Okay. We moved to DeLand in 2006 Mm -hmm. to um, take the role of area director for Young Life, which is an outreach ministry. Okay. Um, For middle school and high school students. We didn't know anybody in DeLand, Mm -hmm. so we moved here in August. And then in February of the following year, so about six months later, Mm -hmm. um, Parker was starting to um, become very lethargic. Mm. Took him to the doctor. Mm -hmm. The doctor said, "Eh, just a viral thing. Um, Nothing to worry about. Then he started um, bruising and not eating and you know, just something was off. So I went back again, just strep throat. He's fine, nothing to worry about. Mm. So a couple days after that, um, I noticed two his lymph nodes on the back of the neck mm. were about the size of quarters. So that time I went in and said, "I want blood tests done. Yeah. I just I don't want the pat answer. Go on, yep. something yep. is wrong." Yep. Um, and as you know, as a mother, yeah. when something's wrong with your child, you know it, mm. and you're the advocate. So you have to push for things. Oh yeah. So we went over to the hospital. Um, got blood work done stat. And then about 5.30, um, that evening, the doctor, the pediatrician called me on the phone and said, don't pack any bags, head straight to Arnold Palmer Hospital. I have a doctor there who's waiting to meet with you. Mm. Um, Your child has leukemia. Mm. Like Just plain and simple, there it was. So I was actually seven months pregnant (gasps) at the time. Um, My husband, Aaron, was playing racquetball, so I called him up, just obviously, distraught crying. Oh, of course. So yeah. we
0: loaded up and headed to the hospital. Wow. See, that's, you know, because we, ha- we met very briefly at Arnold Palmer, and I didn't really know the backstory of Parker, so that that's just so crazy, because for me, it's like, um, my daughter had cancer as well. She was a perfectly normal one-year-old, and about two weeks after her first birthday, we started noticing, like, her face was starting to droop, almost like mm-hmm. Bell's Palsy, like, the, her lip was drooping down, um, and her eye... And her right hand, like if you would go to hand her something, you would put it in front of her right hand. She would reach across her body with her left Mm, arm to grab it. And we were just like, you know, we thought maybe like my mom, of course, is in the medical field. And so she was freaking out. She's like, she might have had a stroke or whatever. So we get to the hospital and that night we found out that she had a brain tumor. Mm -hmm. And when you hear those words that your child has cancer, you're just, your earth is shattered. For sure. It's there's no other way to describe right. it, and especially you being pregnant, I mean, you're already emotional right. pregnant, yeah. so and then you're worrying about trying to be pregnant and take care of this new baby, so I just can't imagine that yeah. extra added, because at, uh, at that time, Kylie was our only child, right? so I really just had to focus on her, so I can't imagine that extra level of trying to still care for yourself, but also care for a sick child, right. so it's just crazy how, you know, how it, they're all so different, but it's all that same feeling, you know, and yeah. just like, yeah. They all have that similar bond within it, for sure. Yep, yep. Okay, and so, at some, you know, he obviously, he passed away from this. What, from the time he got diagnosed, can you kind of give us, like, a little, was it an easy journey? And then out of nowhere, they're like, it's not working, we don't think he's going to make it. Like, how did that kind of play out. Okay. So, um, we were
1: there for nine months, Mm. pretty much straight at Arm Palmer. Um, so we had our room at Ronald McDonald house. Mm. They were fantastic. Yes. Um, just welcomed us in. Yep. At that point, um, our older daughter Mm. was, she just turned five. She celebrated Mm -hmm. her fifth birthday in the hospital Mm -hmm. at the Mm -hmm. ship. Yeah. Um, so, we had to find a new norm yes. at that point. Yep. Um, I started homeschooling her mm. for kindergarten because yep. we didn't want her to be had really behind. had no option. For sure. Yeah. Um, Paige was born at Winnie Palmer, mm. and they wheeled Parker across Aww. so they can meet each other, you yeah. know, that day, which was fantastic. Yep. So Paige was pretty much raised in the hospital. Yeah. Um, we went through the different treatments. He was first diagnosed with AML. Okay. Um, And then um, Which Paige- is acute... Melogenous leukemia oh. um, and then so we went up to uh, Surgery after surgery mm. after surgery um, the chemo yeah. um, We were sent up to Shands, okay. Um With Peyton to mm-hmm. have her tested to <sighs> see um, to see if she was a match for a transplant oh, okay. um, So she vividly remembers all Aww. the tubes of blood being taken. Yeah. Um, she was a perfect match for it. Oh, okay. Um, so we went up again, we had to secure housing, more tests done. Yep. Um, When the second round of tests, of scans were taken, um, they found that the growth had come back too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so they put off the transplant, yeah. came back home. Um, at that point we received, a got a second and a third opinion. You know, yeah. you reach out to everybody. Oh, of course. Um, because you don't want to hear, there's nothing else you can do, for sure. Um, Then he was diagnosed with ALL as well, so Mm. he had both of them. So more surgeries happened, we had radiation. Mm. um, Oh, so he did radiation. He did, yep. And then um, in November, we were kind of told, you know, this Mm. is it. So we had an amazing vacation, which we'll talk about community support and what got Mm. us through later. But um, so it was a a nine month, Mm. you know, Long journey yeah. that was very difficult. Yep, um, but we had amazing, amazing support.
0: Yeah, and that really makes for sure a million times of the difference. because yes. it's actually similar to how our mm-hmm. situation was. So Kylie got diagnosed in June. She went for surgery because um, hers was a brain tumor, and in order, the way it was positioned, they weren't able to get. They were able to get about ninety-seven percent of the tumor, but that little three percent, if the do- the way the doctor explained the neurosurgeon explained mm-hmm. it to us is that if he would have taken, like any sort of you know all kind of taken it all right. out, she would have lost vision or like she would have lost capabilities and right. what we said was, take as much of it that still leaves her herself. Right. So from this point we're like okay, only three percent of the tumor is left. Like this is going to be you know, it's going to be great or whatever. Um, well the chemo that she had to do. The most effective drug in, in fighting this cancer was called methotrexate. Mm-hmm. And it's... I can't even think of the word how terrible it is. I yeah. mean, she got sores that lined her mouth all down her esophagus, into her stomach. Mm-hmm. Her, you know, their hair yeah. falls out. Yeah. Um, they swell. Their skin yeah. gets itchy. They're just like... You can tell Nezorable. they're so... Ugh. And to yeah. watch your child go through it, yeah. it's like... Oh my gosh, you're just, you know, and then they wake them up every couple hours, so they really don't get good rest, and so they're cranky from, it's just this awful, awful, um, well, in September, the chemo was so hard, because she was only a year, she was mm-hmm. little, um, they told us that radiation wasn't an option, because in kids under two, it caused permanent damage in future life, like, they're like, it will, she right. will not be normal, so we're like, well, we don't want to damage her and make her vegetable, you know, so right. we'll try to avoid that as, if possible, um, So she, it was, like, the first week of September, um, she reacted so badly to the chemo that they, she, they moved her from the oncology floor to the ICU, Mm -hmm. and they're, like, you call your family, call your friends, like, she's not going to make it through the night. Mm -hmm. So this is, I don't remember, I know it was the first week in September, maybe, like, September 5th or something like that. Um, so at that point, we're, like, so from June to September, we're, like, that's all the time we got with her, like, this is, so that was two runs of chemo, um, And then she, at that point, like she didn't, we woke up the next morning and she was still there. And so we're like, Oh, okay. Like we have another like ray of hope. I found out I was pregnant. Oh gosh. So, um, I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. I just, I didn't remember to take my birth control. Like that, it just was like, I pretty much, she was my focus. I mean, I quit my job. I quit school. I quit everything. And then I didn't even focus on my basic needs of like eating. I'm like, did I even eat today? I don't know. Um, so then we go to the doctor to because I had like a I had an infection or something and I had to take an antibiotic and they're like if you're pregnant you can't take this antibiotic and I'm like well I don't think I am they're like no if it can cause like a miscarriage so go to prob Publ- go to Publix get a pregnancy test call us if you're pregnant we'll give you a different antibiotic came back positive positive. and in that moment it was just like this like well crap like what I I can't, I don't have time for this right now. Like my daughter's on her deathbed. Like we're still like, she wasn't fully recovered from that. Um, well then I had a miscarriage Mm. and at that point, like I was sad, but quite honestly, I felt a little bit of relief because I was like, all right, it's not about me anymore. I don't have to worry about taking prenatals and all the, you know, the stuff that you have to do when you're pregnant and morning sickness. I'm like, just back to my daughter. Um, so then in October, the three had, percent had shrunk they were like you know it's making progress like yes this chemo was really hard on her body but it's working and so we said um you know we really don't want to put her through that again because she had just gotten better so is there another option and they're like well you can do this outpatient chemo where you come in like once or twice a week i think it was twice a week and you know she sits in her little chair and we administer the chemo and then you go home but it's a lesser chemo and we're not really sure if it's going to keep the cancer at bay. Right. So this was the first week of October. So for about a month, sorry, I feel like i over here. Um, for about a month, we would go back and forth to the, you know, I was administering all her medications at home. Mm-hmm. Um, they taught me how to use her little, um, because she had the the pump. Por- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She had the port. She also had the, um, what's it called? The G-tube, because yes. she stopped eating, so, because from the sores, and it just right, was so yeah. terrible in her. So I was pretty much a full-time nurse, Um, so we go back in, in like the middle of November, it was like November 10th or 11th, I think, and her cancer went from that 3% of the tumor, it had spread, it grew, more than doubled in size, spread all down her spinal cord, it just, like, because you know, for people who don't know, um, when you look at an MRI, like the colorful... Like, you see the color? That's cancer. Right. It looked like a Christmas tree. It yeah. was... It went from this this tiny little bit, you could barely see it, to it just a rapid are. wildfire. So, same with you. At that point, we're like, I mean, what else can we do? Like, yeah. they told us... They were like, if you give her that other round of chemo, because she still needed two more rounds of chemo. They're like, if you give her that, like, it will kill her. Yeah. But if you don't do treatment, it's going to kill her. So, right. it, it's just... It was this choosing between terrible and terrible. Yeah. You know, so did you guys... um what was your last like you know did you bring him home or did you stay at the hospital? how did that? So yeah. we actually um,
1: stayed at uh, we had a couple of resorts. people yep. got us together. we stayed oh. at Animal Kingdom Lodge okay. and then um, we had family that had like a timeshare yeah. type of place. so we were actually there. Um, okay. Hospice would come in to yeah. us daily to check in on him and okay. stuff like that. Um, and then we, we knew that yeah. you know he was his breath was labored.
0: Yeah. Um, so we
1: got in the car you know, hauled it to Arnold Palmer again, and
0: at that point, he passed away in the hospital. In the hospital. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with our daughter, they were like, um, they wanted to admit us to the hospital because they, they saw that it had grown, yeah. and my husband said, he's like, no, we want her to be at home, comfortable yeah. with family, and so she passed away in her house, mm-hmm. um, surrounded by family and friends, yep. and for us, that was the most peaceful for us, that was the best right. option. Um, yeah. But for yours, like, every story is different. So. Yeah, and it was hard
1: because, like I said, we were, quote, unquote, on vacation, but yeah. not really. So we weren't at home. And yep. it, it was in the van. I remember sitting in the back seat holding him, and I'm like, he's not breathing anymore. So yeah. on the phone with 911, you yep. know, saying, we have to speak. Can we get a plus police escort? Like, you yeah. just, you're trying for everything. Yep. Um, and at that point, we're like, we don't care. So we just flew, yeah. called the nurses, because you have everybody's phone number. Yep in your phone at that point and they yes. met us downstairs and
0: yeah. yeah yeah yep so we have a friend who's an EMT and so um at the because we live in Claremont area mm-hmm. um and his station is right by our house so the way it works when someone passes away at home normally the police and the ambulance come rushing in and they take him and like yeah. and because he was our friend he kind of gave us time so we yeah. had like an hour or two just with our family and right. friends to kind of mm-hmm. like you know give her less moments or whatever, and I'm so thankful for that, because I can't imagine how, it was already the worst moment of your life, but having people just rush in and just take her, and just, it's, you know, like, that would have been a whole nother level, so to have, I know that that was God's way of, like, okay, I'm gonna give you this, it's gonna make it as less stressful as possible, was to have our friend there, and he was kind of, because the guys were like, she passed away, we need to go in there, and da-da-da, and he's like, look, guys, these are my friends, yeah. They're already having a rough time, like just give them give them and their moment space. So, yep, yes, and so that for me was extremely mm-hmm. helpful. Um, okay, so my next question was, Was there anything that helped you through it? And if you could kind of talk about, I know you said your support system, okay. Um,
1: so like I mentioned, we were yep. new to town, yeah, we you know had a few close friends. Um, we had one friend in particular who just kind of rallied. Yeah. the deland community around us okay. um the we had another friend who created a website for us immediately oh. and was able to post so yep. we didn't have to go through the story time after time after oh, time oh yes um our young life support system was fantastic the word just spread yeah. across the world yeah, you know literally wow. um so people were coming in you know they would bring us coffee they bring oh. us food they you know the baby had no clothes because we didn't oh, have time to do shopping. Yeah. So it's all the hand me down clothes, mm. the um, school supplies for yep. Peyton, um, activities for Peyton to do you know, oh. coloring books, crayons because yeah. you know our focus is on Parker, mm. and then the focus was on Parker and Paige because a new baby, a newborn, yeah. yeah, so. I think that the Young Life community, the Orlando, the DeLand, our Fort Myers family Mm -hmm. would come up and take shifts of spending the night, Um, so that support system was fantastic. We literally had um, care packages and handwritten cards from classrooms of kids from all across the world, Mm -hmm. and those kind of things, like people think, oh, I don't need to send something to them, they don't know who I am, but my goodness, that yeah, that makes a difference. Totally makes a difference. Yep. And we just line the rooms until oh. the next time you had to change rooms. Yeah. But just line the rooms with these cards of yep. people who love us, people yeah. who are praying for us, yep. and caring for us yeah. and our family. Yep. You know. So that was huge.
0: Yeah. Now, did your faith have a big part in this? What was your journey like with that? Yes.
1: So um our we're believers. Yep. Um and constant prayer, mm. prayer, prayer. Um, I think it also made us, um, not give up as yeah. quickly, yep. you know, when we first heard the news, I remember, um, Dr. Gor- Gordon sitting in the room with us mm. and that first night and he's like, you need to find, um, an OB doctor here in Orlando. I'm yeah. like, no, no, I'm good. I'll stick with my Daytona And He's like, no, nope, you're going to mm. be nope. here a while. I'm like, no, I'm really, I'm good. He's like, trust me. Yeah. So obviously we ended up, you know, getting that. But I yeah. think that I think that having faith Mm. gives you something to hold on to Um, and knowing that there's a bigger plan in all of this and you know, I tons of questions. Well, why would God let this happen Mm. to you? Why would God let this happen to your family? Yeah. And I don't know why Um, is kind of my surface answer, but deep down I know that Parker's life touched Mm. other people's lives. Yep. Um, I had get emotional <laughs>
0: oh it's okay
1: people mm. telling us that their family is closer together yep watching our family go through this Yep. Um, people came to Christ mm. because of Parker yeah be from a two-year- old boy yeah if people can meet Jesus mm. okay we'll make that sacrifice yep. you know what it sounds yeah. like people. I think that if they're not in this position, they mm-hmm. don't understand you it. it. Whether you haven't lost a child or whether you're not a Christian, yeah. people are like, how can you say something like that? Yeah. But look what Jesus did. You yep. know, God sent his son for yep. all of us. Yep. And to some people that sounds hokey, yeah. but if that gives me, um, you know, some joy yep. in all of this, then okay. Yeah. Does it make it less painful? No. No, not at all. Does it make life easier? No. Would I, you know, want to have life with Parker Mm. so that people didn't have those lives? Yes, he's my child, of course. Yeah, but that gives me that that hope that Mm. um, we believe in a God who is doing things
0: greater than what we're doing here on Earth. Yep, and mine mine was the exact same thing because I always say, like, if given the choice, if I had a time machine, would I go back and be like, okay, God, don't give her the cancer? Like, yeah, absolutely. There's that's (laughs) wouldn't even we're
1: human wouldn't even yeah. be a
0: question yeah. but also um we had the similar thing cuz we I made a caring bridge uh-huh I think yeah it was called caring bridge Carrying bridge where i would like post updates and mm-hmm. stuff and people would just send us money like people didn't even know us mm-hmm. um people from all over the world would post comments and they were praying for us too yeah. um and i've had several people say to me specifically watching how you lost your daughter and stuck so strong to your faith is what brought me to Jesus. Yeah. Like three people off the top of my head. Yep. I mean, one of my husband's friends is now his wife is like going through ministry school Mm -hmm. because of it. Um, one of our, so my husband's aunt is actually her sister-in-law. They were atheists, their whole family. And now not only she's serving, she's working in a church. Um, her husband's saved, their kids are saved. So this is an eternal impact. So for me, it's the same thing. It's like, if i could change it i would but at the same time i know that god in my opinion i think that people watching us go through it brought more people to jesus than if they would have lived and you For know sure. so it's yep. just it's just the way that cuz some kids do survive cancer and that's yeah. great and maybe that brings people to jesus too but sure. in our story if people can look at them because i've had people say to me you've probably heard this too like if I'm having a bad day and I'm really down on myself, I'll just think of you. And I'm like, man, if she can get through that, I can get through this. Yeah. Have you had people? Oh, yes. Yep, yep. definitely. Definitely. Yep. yep. And it's so crazy that how he, so he was two. He was. Yep. Yeah. Two and four months. Yeah. Hers was, it was, she was actually a day shy of 18 months. Mm-hmm. So her birthday was June 2nd. So December 2nd would have been 18 months and she passed away December 1st. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of amazing to think there's such short time on earth that, they had such a big impact, Yes, you know? Yeah. And even now, years later, we're still talking about them. It's yep. like, they're still having an impact. on yeah. The people who are going to be listening to this podcast for who knows how long. Right. We don't know how many people could be affected by this, yep. too. So yep. We do. It's almost like you have to... I don't... Okay, let me see. Let me back up. I wouldn't have been able to get through this without my face. Yeah. I just... What would I have had to cling to, you yep. know? And do you feel the same? I, uh, yeah, for sure I do. And yeah. in, in,
1: in our nine months in the hospital, yep. the amount of... Um, marriages mm. that I saw dissolve going through with their kids going through cancer yeah. was unbelievable yeah. and I think that with our faith it made us you know you cling to each other yeah. you know that's what you have yeah. um so between between our faith between yeah. you know our marriage between yeah. our family mm-hmm. you know taking weekends off and time off work and then friends and community that's what carries you through yeah. something like this, and that's yep. what carries us through now. Yeah, you know, uh, we just had his, you know, anniversary of his passing. Mm-hmm. When? Um, when is his November seventeenth? Mm. So, and it's been twelve years, yeah. and it, there's not a moment that goes by nope. that we don't think about it. And nope. so, having those people kind of reach out and say, "Hey, I'm thinking about you today. Mm-hmm. I remember." It's like okay, his memory is still alive. Yeah, you know, and we can, yep. we can plug on, and, you know, keep yep. on forward, and we take out his Christmas ornaments, and, oh, yeah. you know, hang them up, because yep. he's still a part of our lives. Oh, yeah. It's not something to be forgotten, nope. and, but you can relate those to the impact that our faith has had on the hundreds of other people yeah. in this world, because yep. of,
0: because of our story, yeah, you know, Yep, yeah. and that's only, I think about the people who've told you, there's probably people who've never even told yeah. you that, like, oh, remember that? Like, their, yes. their friend of a friend told them about it. Yeah. So I like to think of it as just, like, when you, it's like a ripple effect. Yep. You know, like, you don't see all the little ripples, but they're there. They're there. doesn't mean they're not there. Yeah. Um, and for us, it was my faith and my family support system was absolutely what got me through it. Yeah.
1: Um, and I think that people, um, a lot of times people are afraid mm. to talk to people like us yeah. about this. Yeah. Especially after time has passed. Yeah. And I would encourage people listening to this podcast, Mm. reach out. Say, hey, I remember. Hey, I'm thinking about your child. Hey, tell me a story. What do you remember? What's your favorite memory? Yep. Those kind of things help keep us going in life, I think. So I encourage folks not to be afraid or shrink back because of that. You know, their fear or uncomfortableness of it. You know, if we're uncomfortable and we don't want to talk about it, we'll say, "Eh,
0: now's not the time. Yeah. But a lot of times we like sharing those memories, you know? Yep. And that's so funny you said that, because I write a blog, and today, so I post every Thursday. I wrote it a couple days ago, um, but it was just talking about how to, it talked about Kylie's story a little bit, because her passing was December 1st, so that was just this past Sunday. Mm -hmm. And um, I talked about how holidays can be really painful for people who, you know, not even just someone who's lost a child, but maybe you lost a parent, or maybe you, um, your spouse passed away, so, and especially, I feel like the first season is the hardest. Yes. Did you feel like yep. that too? Oh. Because like sure. she passed away December first, so that first Christmas was oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um now I in my blog I talked about this, but you might feel the same way. It's different in different times. Like one year I can't get out of bed. I'm crying, I'm a mess. I'm like this is I I'm just I need time. And then other years, like this past year, like I spent time with my kids and we had fun. It's almost like I can never predict which year yeah. is gonna be super hard and which year is going to be a little easier. Um, But one of the things I said in there was I kind of was giving people tips of, like, hey, if you know someone who's grieving this season, this could kind of help them through. Yeah. And one of the things I said was that always remembering their loved one. Mm -hmm. Because to me, one of the hardest things is when you think everyone's forgotten. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Yeah. This past year was really hard for me. And the blog I talked about, only, like, my parents and my sister and, like, two of my friends reached out. That was it. Yeah. And it's, it's been eight years. The mm-hmm. first year, like, hundreds of people reached yes. out. The second year, like, 50 people reached out. It As time goes on, yes. people, I think people forget,
1: yeah. you know, and it becomes
0: less and less. Yep. Yeah. And then for us, it's hard because one of the things I said in there was that you cling so hard to the memories when that's all you have. I mean, I don't have my child here to hug and to kiss. Right. and So all I have of her is memories. And so when I feel like other people forgot about her, that just makes me feel like she, you know, what was impacted her life, right. yeah. none, if no one even cares, you yeah. know, so yeah. I think that's so important, you said that, is just shoot them a quick text, or like, hey, I found this picture, if you're going through Facebook, and you find a picture, yes. or like, if somebody, I was Parker, that. yep, yes, like, just, just send it to us, because yep. that, that makes all the difference yep. to us, yep. it makes us feel like, you know, that they're, they're their, their life wasn't for in vain, yep. yeah, exactly, now for you, um, there was a whole nother level, because you had other kids, so with your two girls, how old were they when he passed away? So Peyton was five, was five. and Paige was, she was six months old. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now, because my other question was how did they handle it, but obviously Peyton, or Paige, being six months old, didn't. So her impact came mm-hmm. years later, oh, um, okay. which was very interesting
1: to me. Yep. She would see the pictures, oh, and yeah. her grief was... I would say probably like second, third, fourth grade was the hardest for her because she started realizing, I don't have memories of Parker. So I didn't have that opportunity to know him. It's almost like she
0: missed out kind of. She did. And
1: she felt that. She felt that missing out, you know, of his life. Okay. Um, So at that point, we're like,
0: hmm, maybe we need
1: to. We still had up his stuffed animals in the room and pictures all over the place. We're like, I think for her sake, we need to take... These things down, yeah. you know, yep. um, and that was her grieving po- process, mm-hmm. um, just kind of dealing with that. Um, and Peyton, hard time, obviously, yeah. constantly would talk about him, though, like mm-hmm. he was still here. She knew what had happened.
0: Yeah,
1: um, she's always been such an intuitive girl. Yeah. Um, but she just, we we press on in our family. That's mm-hmm. kind of my key word is press yep. on. Let's persevere and yep. get through this and. I think she has kind of taken on that mentality yeah. of that, so. Yeah. And, and even now, and I know we'll talk a little bit about Parker's Pals, um, yes. but both girls loved being a part of that, and wow. that helped them kind of share in his life, yep. giving to other kids as well. Yes. So that was, for a while, yep. that was a healing process for them.
0: Yeah. So Okay, so that's awesome, because I, I didn't even think about that, how you said that, She felt like she had missed out. Because with our boys, I have two boys now. They're five and two. um, And neither of them met her. Mm Because she passed away in 2011. Asher wasn't born until 2014. Right, yeah. But the other day, we were just sitting at the table. I don't remember what it was. Like, we saw, like, a picture of her came up or something. I don't remember what what sparked it. And just out of nowhere, he goes, I miss my sister. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you never got to meet her. And so in my mind, I was like, how do you miss someone you've never met? And he was just like he kind of sat there for a minute and had this look on his face like he was like hmm well where is she like i mean he it's just his little brain yeah. is like yeah if someone's not here you miss them but then again he never met her so but it's i just...
1: think that kids
0: with their sweet innocent nature mm-hmm. like always have
1: that connectedness yeah. to kids yeah you know every year she you know when you ask First day of school, teacher's like, tell me about your family. Parker's included in that family. You know, whether or not she divulges more information, Mm. you know, it depends on year to year. But the kids, whether they've met them or not, will always have that sweet connectiveness to their siblings. Yeah,
0: And that's so funny you say that because I guess it was something I never really thought about until, I mean, this was just like not even a week ago Mm -hmm. when he just out of nowhere was like, I miss my sister. I was like... Oh my gosh, like, yeah. so it's funny you say that, because I guess that's something that, I mean, my siblings are here, so I don't, I can't imagine what it's like to either have them and have them taken away, like how Peyton did, or to not have ever met them, it's just, I I don't know, it's something different spectrums there. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and so as I was, you and I were talking a little bit before we started taping, and one of the things I said was that I know several people who have lost a child, um, but... The reason I chose you was because you took something that was so negative and you found a way to bring positive out of it. And you briefly kind of touched about Parker's Pals. So mm-hmm. can you kind of explain what that was and what gave you the idea, you know, all that? Sure. Stuff? Um, so during Parker's process,
1: everyone's heard of uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation, yeah. Give Kids the World. Yep our kids were too young for that yes so um they're kind of a lot philo- which I completely understand their philosophy yeah. is it's for the kids Yeah. well my mindset was it's for the child and, and the, the family. family to have those memories including mm. the sibling yes. so and with one of the organizations he was too much shy oh. so I didn't want other people to have to be turned down or told no or not have those experiences yep so after Parker passed away um, we decided to launch Parker's pals and that's where we're coming alongside families who are going through the same journey that we went through yep Um, the Childhood Cancer Foundation was instrumental to us they paid our um, Ronald McDonald house stay they helped with gas bills because we're driving back and forth from Delane to Orlando so kind of spearing off of their generosity and they are you know Volusia County based well as you know you met people from all over yeah. the area who were staying at our yep. hospital so like I said our focus was kind of sharing that journey with them yep. we would um, give everyone a pail mm-hmm. and in the pail were items that were Parker's favorite things that yep. kind of got us through yeah. Our time in the hospital, his Lori Berkner DVD that he watched over and over, his Boz DVD, Veggie Tail stuff, Mr. Potato Head, he loved playing with that. Um, A blanket, a sippy cup, things like that that were um, impactful. You know, he would always have a sippy cup in his hand. You know, chapstick because when they chemo, they get. Yeah. yeah. So just kind of being mindful of that and then also knowing that. Hey, I'm stuck in this ho- the, you know, hospital room yeah. day in and day out. I'm hungry. I'm tired of hospital yep. food. Yes. Let's give you a gift card to Panera. Let's give yep. you a gift card to Target so yep. you can go get some essentials that you may need. Yep. Um, and gas cards. Yeah. So that was kind of our everyone got one of those. Yep. Um, and then we started doing wagons because as you know, being mm-hmm. in the hospital um, you can't tote your child around. No, nope. but they don't want to be stuck in their hospital yes. room. So um, my sister, my sister-in-law painted a wagon for us um, of all of his favorite characters. Aww. And we would just do laps. I can't tell you how many laps we did around that seventh floor mm. with his ivy poles stuck to it. Yeah. The kids would, you know, wheel him around. I have yep. vivid pictures of him laying in there and then Paige as a baby laying yeah. in there, too. So just kind of the comfort items yep. that normal people wouldn't think about. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. we would help if, you know, we had a, a family who was in Ormond Beach who had to drive to um, Orlando mm. who didn't have a vehicle. <gasps> they had to call a taxi every time to, oh for my treatment. Goodness. So, Parker's Pals rallied up. We got support, you know, donations and stuff like that. We were able to get them a Jeep oh. that they could drive. So, um, there was another family who couldn't pay their electric bill. Mm. You need to have electric. So we would do those kind of things. And then, like I said, for the experience of making the memories, um, we sent families to Disney Mm. for the weekend. Um, just kind of let them be a family together and create those memories and take those pictures. Yep. We had people get us tickets to SeaWorld and to Disney. And then one of our dear friends came along and photographed it for us. Mm. So we have, We'd have those pictures to look back on, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, so that was kind of our, our main push. And I had local friends here who helped with that, mm-hmm. our fundraising efforts. Um, I want to say we started in January. We had our first um, auction and golf tournament that April or mm-hmm. May and raised, like, $20,000 wow. for that. Which all of it went back yep. to the kids, to oh. families experiencing yep. Their kids in the hospital with yeah. cancer, you know. That's awesome. So yeah, and, and that that was a great outlet for me, yes. and I think that was my
0: grieving method.
1: People yep. are like, "How can you do this?" That was my way to grieve yeah. was pouring into other people.
0: Yep, and I think that's awesome because I know um, you may have heard of it. I don't know if you have or not. Um, there's this foundation called Live Like Jake. Mm-mm. Okay, so basically, it was this little toddler who drowned, and now his family started this nonprofit where they supplement a portion, or even they pay in full. Uh, for kids that have swim lessons so mm-hmm. that they like the infant swim yes, survival yeah. where they don't die like their son did and yeah. so I think there's something so powerful and it's kind of one of those things where I think that's what differentiates people like you and I from people who don't have their faith because right. um, like I know someone who her daughter committed suicide mm-hmm. and just the way watching her go through that she's bitter, and she's angry, and she's pointing fingers at the world, and she's like, well, so-and-so did this, and I'm just, and then to look at people like us, and we're trying to help other people, because I did a fundraiser, Um, I think it was a year after Kylie passed away, one of the girls I went to high school with, her son got diagnosed with, I think it was A-L-L, mm-hmm. um, I think it was A-L-L, and so we raised money, it was enough money to pay their rent that month, like, right. and so if you can take your pain and help other people, I think that's, like, that's the best thing you can do. I mean, because yeah. if you just sit in your misery, right. no one's benefiting from that. Exactly. So it, it really does. It's such a good feeling. Especially when you have other kids. Yes. So the girls were able to
1: come alongside yeah. and, you know, yep. let's make these pails. Yep. Let's go shopping for the stuff in the pails. Aww. It's funny because yeah. Paige, last year for her birthday, asked for a Mr. Potato Head. Mike, oh. why do you want that? You know, you don't play with those anymore because I want to give it to the hospital. You know, oh. so it, it instills something yep. in your kids yep. and in other kids as well. We had yep. multiple families mm. who, instead of asking for Christmas presents or birthday presents, they said, we want stuff to put in the pails or just oh. give me money so I can give to this organization. Yeah. So it, like you said, it's yep. that ripple effect, the trickle yep. of down. If we can instill, you know giving and kind-heartedness and yep. other families and other children. Yep. It's a
0: win. It is. You know. And going back to what you said about like the Make-A-Wish Foundation, I it's one of those things that like you see the pictures and like, you know, you hear the stories and then when you go to apply, oh, you have to be 2 Mhm. You're like, "Why, you know, yeah." So then you're in this moment of like you're like, "We could do this really. This could be our last big fun thing." Oh, we can't. We missed the We're not old enough or whatever it was. Um and so when you guys came to the hospital and delivered us our basket, there was like a, I remember, there was a Starbucks gift card yes. in there. And you have no idea how excited that made me, because when you're stuck in the hospital, I mean, you get so sick of hospital food, and but you don't want to leave your kid for a long time, yep. so you run down, and then you come back up, mm-hmm. but you gave us a Target, I think it was Panera, um Starbucks, and it made such a difference, because like, what we would do is we never left her alone, ever, yep. Yep. like there was not even a two minute period, so it was either me, my husband, my sister, my grandma, my grandpa, um, my parents. I had a my one of my aunts that would come, so we would kind of just like rotate. So yep. the way we did it was when you delivered that basket, we were like, okay, can somebody watch Kylie so we can go get like go get a latte real quick? Yes. <laughs> and I actually what I did was I met a friend of mine and had coffee and a friend who I hadn't seen in in months. Yeah. And she came to visit the hospital a few times, and I was just like, you know what? She because she was actually. She was going to come visit me in the hospital, and I said, okay, look, I have this gift card, and I'm really... I've been in the hospital for, like, months now. Can we just meet at Starbucks? And that was such a mental relief. So you, thank you for doing that. you're welcome. And we still have the pail. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes, it's in my son's room, and we keep his little costumes in it. So I'm like, that's one thing I will never get rid of in my life. Because it's just, you know, she loved, like... I think there was, like, a Mickey Mouse in there. Yep. She loved Mickey Mouse, so that was definitely, like... It was perfect. Good, good. Um, So how long was Parker's Pals in operation, and what kind of made you decide to close the chapter mm. on that? So we did it for
1: about three to four years. Okay. Um, and the chapter closing was so hard oh. for me. Um, I remember having a, a phone call with my best friend, and I'm like, I just feel like a failure for stopping this organization. Oh. And, you know, she had known that I'd been struggling with this. Yeah. And I think that... The big issue um, of why I needed to, and I keep saying I'm putting it on hold. Yep. I never want to say it's shut down because I feel like at one point, you, you know, could... I can do it again. Yeah. Um, but I would notice when I would go visit people, because I would, I would spend time with these families. Yes. Um, if their child's having surgery and it's mm. a single mom, I would go in there and sit. Um, with the mom while she's waiting yeah. for her child in surgery. Yep. And I remember um, a few of them just coming out and seeing, you know, them holding their child. Mm. And I'm like, oh, just kind of those flashbacks. Yes. And after, you know, the visitations, I would come home and I was just depressed. Mm. And I was in bed for a couple of days and I and never correlated things. Yeah. Um. I would go to funerals. Mm. I remember there was one season and there were six funerals. Ugh. And four children you know mm. for babies and that's just that's hard that's hard so on hard. Uh, the normal person we're not yeah. normal people no um it's hard for the normal person to go to mm. six funerals for anybody but yeah. someone who's been in our shoes mm. for six for children um, It's just like reopening the wounds yeah it yeah. is it is and so i finally put that correlation together that it's because I'm reliving this day after day after day. Yeah. Um, I also noticed that was the point when Paige was starting to cry at night, missing uh-huh. him. So all these things were kind of, I think, God's way of saying, you've, you've run the race, you've done great. Yep. It's time now for you to take care of yourself and to yeah. focus on your two girls yes. that are living right now
0: yep. with you. And kind of show up as the best version of yourself. Yeah. If you are sad and depressed and you can't function, that's really not I'm not doing good for anybody yeah. in my house. I mean, yeah. it's doing great for the families. Yeah, but it, but not for mine. it's not worth to sacrifice for your family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, Yep. I know because actually, the reason I when I thought of you, I googled Parker's Pals and I couldn't find anything, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Am I spelling it wrong? Like maybe it's with a Z? Like I don't know." And then I found you on Facebook, and I, I so that's why I was excited. I was able yes. to still find you. Yep. Um, so that's what I was kind of wondering because that, that that totally makes sense because we actually um, we stayed at the Ronald McDonald House twice because mm-hmm. when Kylie was born, she had a birth defect and she had to have surgery, and she was in the hospital, the NICU, for seven weeks. She was born five weeks early, so we stayed there, and mm-hmm. then not even a year and a half later, we're back yeah, again. again, so yeah. we, we know that place very yes. well, yes. and we always, I say that I want to, you know how they can provide meals, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. go do that, and then I just, part of me wonders how emotionally oh, I, I would handle it, it is, you know? So we did it as our
1: family. Yeah. Um, my best friend's sister had a Girl Scout troop that oh. kind of joined alongside of us. Yeah. And did it. We did it as Parker's pals yep. multiple times. Um, it's so rewarding. Oh. It really is. Like, okay. it, Will it be hard? Yes, it's yeah. going to be hard. But that satisfaction, especially bringing your kids mm. along to be there to help serve, yes, I highly encourage you to do it. Yeah. Grab your support system around yep. you. say, let's sign up for a day and just yep. do it.
0: Yeah, because yep. part of me, um, I think it was like a year or two ago, I, I picked a day. I was like, okay, so this is the day. And my mom was like, I just, I can't. Mm-hmm. She's, because she's more like, it's harder for her. But it, I wouldn't say harder, but it's, it's a different uh, hard, yes, because yes. they're watching
1: you mm. suffer their child and their grandchild. Yep.
0: Yep. That's exactly what she said. She's mm-hmm. like, and my aunt was like, look, I'm just, and I, everyone was backing out on me. So yeah. I'm like, well, I can't cook for 50 people by myself. Like, so I need someone. Order, to-. order, take out. That's
1: the simplest way to do it because then you're not mentally having to do this
0: labor yes. of picking, oh, and good. then just bring it in and show up and serve it. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yep, that's a good idea. <laughs> well, good. I will. I'll make a mental note of that. Yeah, but everyone was backing out on me, so maybe now they can. All right, uh, her know. family, get on. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> We're calling you out. All right. So let's see. That my next question was, oh, um, so you own this business now that's more of like a traditional business you have I'm in we're in her shop actually right now taping um was the transition from kind of doing the nonprofit to owning a business was it easy was it difficult do you feel like it's the same or is it so different like what do you so it's funny most people would think that it, it's complete opposite yep. ends of the spectrum yeah um
1: so we had that nonprofit. we've yep. always been we've been with young life um, whether my husband or myself working with Young Life oh, okay. for over twenty years. Oh wow, um, we're a little old. Um, so all and that's nonprofit. Yeah. So we've been in that arena. I've also been mm. a teacher. Okay. So when we first bought the business, my husband was running it full time. Okay. I had a full time job teaching, yep. and then would come in after work and kind of fill in. Um, so surface level, completely opposite. Mm. However, the way that. We run our business yep. and we like to brand ourselves mm. is it's on relationships. Oh, yeah um, We we're friends with our customers. We want to yep. get to know people we want you to come in the shop and we say, you know Hey Kim, it's nice to see you mm. and you know, how's your family? Yeah, you know, we have a customer Adam and You know, we talk about vacations that mm. he's had and I'm getting ready to go on vacation with a family Give me tips. Yep, you know, so it's about it's about relationships, mm. and we value that beyond our day-to-day business yep. of what we're doing here. The yeah. functioning, yep. um, our employees—they're um, not employees, quote unquote. Yeah, they're our family. Mm. You know, we're a team together. We yep. care about them. Um, we want. We we had one um, of our team members who was going through a difficult time with her family, and we were able to step in mm. as a business. Yep and say we're going to give you guys Christmas you oh. know don't worry about the burden yep. of having to buy your kids gifts mm. I know you've got one that's sick and you've got this and that mm. we're going to help ease that load for you yeah. you know so I think that I think it's all a mindset and I think it's our nature for Aaron yep. and I to just love on people yeah. you know and then hire people here that we can love on hire other employees that can love on everybody so yep. it's just you know, it's, it's relationships. Yeah. So I see that they do go hand in hand because oh, of that aspect okay. of it.
0: Yep. You know, so if, let's say there's somebody listening to this who has this, I don't know, this dream or this vision to like, oh, I want to launch a nonprofit that loves on people with Alzheimer's yeah. or I want to help, um, kids with disabilities. Like what, what would you say? Do you have any advice as far as? How you executed? Because I, I work for a nonprofit too. It's called Unforsaken mm-hmm. Women, mm-hmm. but I wasn't there when it started. Right. So I don't know any of the. How do you get five hundred one c three status? Not do you have any sort of yes. advice? Maybe? So, um,
1: I actually had multiple people come to me oh. you know, throughout yep. the years saying I want to start a nonprofit for yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the great thing about us and in our small town is we're friends with our accountant. We're mm-hmm. friends with our attorney. Yep. So those people like helped kind of guide us through the yep. process but everything is online it's so easy to do everything okay so good. the first thing is what what name of yep. your organization do you want yep um go online do internet searches to make sure that there are no there's not already one with the same thing you know <laughs> yes. go to godaddy and secure your domain name yeah i would do those things first of all yeah. and then you apply for your 501c3 yep um but i think that um with a nonprofit, it you need to have people surrounding you mm-hmm. who can help you with it. It's more um, of like you need a network and not just doing it by yourself kind you of, you do, you do. Yeah, yeah. So with ours, I had a group of friends mm-hmm. that came alongside me. Yep. And they're able to be your advocates out in the community um, to spread awareness of what, mm-hmm. you know, you want to do. Can you do it by yourself? Yes, you can. Yeah. Um, but it's going to have to be your full-time job, yeah. and you're going to have... It's a lot of work. Yep. People think let's just start one because mm. it's cute, it's fun, and it's nope. easy. It's not. So at much all. work goes into it. A lot of work. Yeah. So you've got your IRS documents. Mm. I mean, there's just so much that goes into it. Yep. It's not just the. I don't want to say the the glorification of yeah. saying I own a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a lot in the back that takes a lot of work. Yeah. So you have to be committed and dedicated yep. to it. Yep. And then push through and have accountability people Mm. um especially if you're doing fundraising and financials and stuff like that make sure you always have somebody who can kind of be um your sounding board for you to make sure you're doing things correctly yep and checks and balances Mm. you know
0: any kind of business needs that but especially with nonprofits. yep i would say for us because what we do is we help um single moms and widows in our community we help them like pay an electric bill or we pay for their kid to do like a sport that they can't afford every year Christmas we do this angel tree that's actually going on right now um and people pick like their family and then they bless them with presents it's all anonymous yeah um and we have a school in Haiti that we fund but oh my gosh the hardest part was my director and I were burning ourselves at we were burning both ends of the candle trying to fundraise yes people do not realize how much time and energy and You have to buy all the supplies. And then... So we did this fundraiser for Haiti, actually, three years ago? 2016, December. Um, And we put in, like, a couple thousand, and we only made, like, Mm 5,000. So really, we only profited, like, $3,000. And it was like, okay, well, all that work was for... Not for nothing, but it was definitely, like, for what we put into it, it wasn't... So the fact that you guys raised $20,000 even is just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I think that... (laughs) Nowadays, everybody
1: fundraises for everything. Yes. Everybody wants to have their own organization. Yep. Their dog needs a surgery. Let's oh, like GoFundMe? Yes. I mean, it's. It, I think the market is saturated with that kind of mm. stuff, that people are, are kind of getting burned out with it. Yeah. Where when you have, like, a noble cause, yep. they're kind of, you know, in the shadows. Yep. Um, I – we questioned whether or not we were going to do this um, – Is it a personal Mm. venture? Am I doing this for myself to have Parker's name out there Mm. and to kind of pour in and keep his memory alive? Or am I doing it to help other people? Mm. So I think I highly encourage if anyone is thinking of starting a nonprofit, um, why do you want to start it? Yep. Like what are your intentions behind it? Yep, yep, yep. yep. And if it's just to keep that name alive, Mm. let's find another way to do it. Otherwise, you're
0: going to be disappointed. Yep. You know, yep. So I think that's good advice too. I really like that. Okay, so my oh, my next question was: Through losing Parker, did you learn any that we haven't already talked about? Did you learn any other valuable life lessons? Mm.
1: Love your kids, mm. love your
0: family. Yep, hold them
1: tight. Yep. Um, I love that. I, I had this one, my one lady friend, she'll like just hug your family. Yep. You know, and she'll come up and want to hug me, and yep. and I'm not a huggy person. I'm not at either. All. <laughs> Um, I don't, and I think a lot of it may have stemmed from this. Mm. I just, my guard is always up with people and I just, I don't, accepting people loving on me is hard. Mm. Um, and I can only assume that it came from this. I don't know. Um, so it takes a lot to break through my barriers. Yep. Um, but just don't take your family for granted. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're yelling at our kids over the Mm. small stuff. You know, think about the bigger things that people are going through in life. Yeah. And it doesn't mean to diminish what you're going through. If your kid has the flu, I know that this point in your life right now, this is the worst thing you're going through, yeah. and you're hurting and you're suffering. Yeah. I know that. But <laughs> everybody has something else yeah. going on that yeah. is that is more detrimental to their lives yeah. um, and, and severe. But I think that Advice for us as moms yep. is who have gone through this is still learn to love on other people in the mm. life and the season and the circumstances that they're going through. Yep, They're not all going to be like ours, and mm. that's okay. It's yeah. a different kind of pain. It's a yep. different kind of hurt. Yep. So we need to give them a different kind of love. Yeah. And then as somebody who has not go- gone through this, just love your family, love your friends, and, and show them that and speak through it and not take life so...
0: Seriously. Yep. You know. And I think that's good advice because I always, um you'll probably experience this too, people will be complaining about something and then they'll all just all of a sudden stop. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I feel really bad because, and I'm like, no, no, no. What I always tell them is what you're going through is just as valid to you. Sure. As mine is to me. Now, when you hold them up side by side, ours like 10,000 pounds, if they if we were to put a weight to them, yeah, outweighs theirs. But I said what I always try to be, I'm very mindful of like, you're going through something and it's hard for you. I'm not going to discount that. Yes. So it's funny you say that because I feel like a lot of the themes, like we have very similar. So I feel like it was definitely, you know, God's plan that we yeah. spoke about yeah, this yeah. because some of the stuff I say or I do, I kind of wonder like, do other people feel this way? And so for you saying it, it's almost like confirmation yes. of like, okay, good. I'm not like some weirdo, like, you know. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's other people like me in the world. So that's good. Um, And then my last well, there's two questions, but my other question is if there's someone listening to this podcast right now whose child is terminally ill or they recently lost a child, what would be the most encouraging thing that you could offer them in those moments? Kinda of goes back to what we were saying yeah, a little bit. But. Yeah, I think it is um,
1: don't don't discount your feelings mm. at all. Yep. Um take as much time as you need to get yeah. through the process. Yep. Um, be healthy in it. Yep. Um, Ooh, like good. we talked about at the beginning, like yep. just people, the bitterness. Mm. Um, do I think that it's good for me to go visit the grave site every single day? Mm. No. That is not healthy for me. It's no. not healthy for my children. Nope. Might that work for somebody else? Maybe. Yep. But especially if you have ch- other children. Yeah. Um, don't forget about them. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times those mm. kids can kind of be put in the shadow living yeah. um, up to their sibling. Yeah. Um, so keep that in mind oh, even good. throughout the years. Yep. Um, get a pho- photo album together, yeah. every baby, and yeah. just kind of, you know, keep it next to you and, and know that it's okay um, to have their legacy, their life, yep. their items. You know, they're physical items you yep. live on in your house for yeah. as long as you need them yep. to be there. Um and don't feel bad when you feel
0: it's time to pack them up. Yeah. You know, that's good. Because um, something that I oh shoot, I lost it. There's something of you say. Um Oh shoot. It was right on the tip of my tongue and then I lost it. Yeah, I definitely think that all all that advice yeah. was great. Oh uh, I remember now. Okay. So Right before Kylie passed away, when she was in, I guess it was, like, a few months, when she was in that phase where, like, they told us she wasn't going to make it, and then she ended up pulling through. Um, my husband and I were eating lunch in the cafeteria, and my mom calls me, like, in a panic. Like, her port, just, like, something happened with her port, and, like, she was leaking blood. Like, it was, like, mm-hmm. get here now. Right. So we're, like, running through the hallways, like, trying to, like, get there as fast as we can. And this lady was standing outside of the room. And she's like, hello, um, I really need to talk to you. And I'm like, bad time. Like, I, looking back, I'm like, I was so rude yeah, to her. Yeah. But in that moment, I mean, your child is yep. dying and you're, like, laser focused. I'm like, anything, get out mm-hmm. of my way. Um, and she's standing there, and I'm like, no, bad time. And she's like, my, my child died. Mm-hmm. And that stopped me in my tracks because I'm like, what? Like, are you trying to scare me? Like, yeah. Well, she had this letter that she had written, and she's just like, read this letter. Call me if you have questions. And so I, like, took the letter, and I was just like, okay. Like, I was so, like, baffled by it. Well, later, uh, after, you know, the situation was calmed, and they fixed her port, because, you know, the surgeries and all that, it's it's a lot to handle. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it went to explain how her son had some sort of, like, genetic defect where he doesn't, they don't live past a certain age, and he ended up passing away, I think he was, like, 15 months or something like that. Um, and so it had her phone number. I never reached out to her. I was like that's depressing yeah my kid is I I want my kid to live like I don't want to ever have to talk to you again well when Kylie passed away that letter I was like okay it's time so because I I didn't really at that point I didn't really know a lot of people who had lost a child Mm -hmm. now because of our experiences you learn you kind of network with people but at that point I didn't really know a lot Mm -hmm. of people who lost a child so I reached out to her and she came over and like we she kind of walked talked through some stuff and one thing i remember i just kept saying was like well what's my purpose now?
1: Yeah.
0: I was a mother. I've always wanted to be a mother and now i'm not a mother. Like my child is gone. What am, what am i? Who who am i without being a mother to this child? And she said that she felt the same way, but the funny thing is that she had two other kids. Mhm. So, and i remember being so like thrown off by that cuz i'm like, "Well, what do you mean?" And she's like, "Well, i was a mother to three kids. Now i'm only a mother to two And yeah. she's and so I remember something you said about like not making your other kids feel left out. I think that's so important because even even that's one thing she said was that I, going from one kid to zero, of, like, of course that your house is empty, you have nothing, yeah. I had no other babies to hug or yeah. anything to kind of hold on to. Um, and so I feel like that's a really good point is that if you do have other children and you have a really sick child or your kid passed away, um, still make an effort to let your other kids know That you love them and that you care for them. And like, look, I'm having a rough day. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Tomorrow I'll take you to the park and we'll play. Like something of like. So I think that was really good. Because for me, I found it so surprising when she said that. Because I guess I'd never really thought about it like that. So when you said that, it kind of like triggered that memory when I was like, oh, yeah. So I'm glad you said that. Um, And then my last question isn't really much of a question it's just more of like getting information about you um if people really connected with what you said and they want to get in touch with you or they want to come check out your beautiful store that you have here how how can they get in touch with you sure
1: um so my email address is jamieunderwood at gmail.com okay j-a-m-i-e um you can find me on facebook it's jamie baxter underwood okay or my shop is downtown it's called woodland and rich in okay. downtown Deland. land yep and then on Instagram, what's your name? It's something separate. It's Precious P. Precious P's. There it is. Yes. Because okay. all my kids' names start with a P.
0: Aww. Peyton Parker and Paige. Oh, that's cute. Yes. I love that. Thank you. Okay. Well, Jamie, I feel like this we're soul sisters with all this yeah. stuff that we've been through, so I just want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day as a business owner to speak with me. Well, thank you for asking so, me, and I hope course. that along the way, at some point in our lives or people are
1: listening, that, you know, we can... Help one other person along yes, the way. Yes, exactly. Yeah,
0: sounds great. Yeah. All right. Well, see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Encourageous podcast. I hope today's story left you feeling encouraged and inspired. Come back every other Thursday for a new episode, and be sure to subscribe. Your support makes a world of a difference, especially for a new and bi-weekly podcast like this one. If you want to connect with me on social, you can find me on both Instagram and Facebook at The Encourageous Podcast. Until next time, stay encourageous.